So what are you, episode two? Oh, I've been bumped, have I? Yeah, episode one was far too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, there was a bit where I was like, yeah, maybe, no, this isn't. No. Oh. <clears throat> Welcome to episode two of my podcast. Baz Faces, true all-stars. Today I'm talking to a fantastic, wonderful, brave, loyal, anything else? I sh- have Any other words I've missed out? Mm, no good ones. Okay. Uh, humble uh, lady called Kayla. Kayla is from Northamptonshire, born and raised. Like she's literally lived her bubble in a two mile radius. <laughs> I've been away and come back. Thank you. Okay. Um, don't let her voice put you off. Um, she, she, <laughs> she's, had some, she's had some um, real life adventures, real life experiences. Some are really high, some are really low. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, it's Kayla. Woo! Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm nervous because Why? you are you are your personality is very strong. <laughs> and it's not like I'm not scared of a strong personality. It's just I feel like I shouldn't make any mistakes. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've not grown out of that. So okay. um, and I base this on my favorite story to oh, tell. No. We were in a pub restaurant, a group <laughs> of us, and um, Kayla didn't quite like the service and you basically told them so. Well, um, they're, they're in a job. You've got to do it right. Yeah. And I was like, it's just a KFC, Kayla. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, to be, In my defence, it wasn't a KFC. It was no. table service and it should have been on par. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this salt isn't white enough. Take it back. <laughs> Is it, do you call this an ice cube? <laughs> yeah, um, um, but I'm a stickler for that. Like, I've been in customer service. I, mm-hmm. That is every job I've been. You've, you have to deal with people. And if you're not a people person, don't be in that job. Also, it was Sunday. That particular person was probably hungover. Hungover. Weren't we yeah. all? Well, I you wasn't. weren't, but I pro- pro- almost certainly was. Yeah, see, I, I've just retained the moral high ground in that story. By, yeah, because I was a designated driver, basically. Um, but uh, all the heroin I've done the day before. Is, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't do drugs. I've never done it. Um, unless you count sonatogen. V- vitamins, do they count as drugs? Yeah. Oh, They're wow. on my prescription form, so they must be. Crikey. Anyway. There's two things you're doing currently. There's two, two things that, um, and why I'm talking to you. One, obviously, the fundraising you're doing for yeah. cancer charities yeah. uh, that you've taken it upon yourself to do comes from a, a background which we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, and the second, um, which I think is fantastic, and I think, well, I wonder if... You know, I know a lot of people do this. Um, nobody really has the guts to do this. You're in your mid-30s and you had a career and you said, this isn't for me. And you've gone back to school, literally. Yeah. Although I don't see it that I've had a career. Okay. I genuinely don't see that I've had a career because it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Well, it was a career. Pa- you had a career path if you wanted. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you, you were on a... I've achieved what I should have. Mm. So I was like, instead of carrying on somewhere that I didn't know where it was going and I wasn't really interested, just start again. Okay. So what are you studying? So I am embarking on my first ever degree in occupational therapy. Awesome. What was your job beforehand? So I worked within the NHS, which um, in a department called governance, which everyone in the NHS rolls their eyes at um, because it's making sure people do what they should be doing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I fe- and I fell into it. I came home from Australia, not a penny to my name, 
I arrived on arrived home on the Sunday, had my interview on the Tuesday and luckily got the job. So I fell into this whole, I never grew up wanting to work in clinical audit, um, but that's what I got. And actually it taught me a lot of things about a lot of things um, because it's, it's quite broad. It covers the whole of the NHS. Um, and then got stuck in clinical audit really, which was good from, cause I was working with consultants and, and high, high up figures, but it wasn't for me. Okay. So the timeline on that, you came back from Australia in, don't tell me 2009, 2008, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Yes. That date would make sense. Um, so you, in a sense, we're doing that for 12 years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. That's yeah. a long way to go. Um, but I'd had two children in that time. Yes. So, And then I was poorly. So yeah. as it was very kindly pointed out, well, you haven't actually worked much in the last three years. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, mm, okay. Who pointed that out? What role did they have? They had a senior management role. And it was a woman as well, which shocked me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Wow. What, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the journey you're embarking on now, um, mm -hmm. when you get the relevant qualifications, yeah. you want to go back into the NHS? Um, potentially. Okay. I'm not, I'm hold. I'm open, open-minded to that with occupational therapy. You can work in lots of different areas, schools, fire brigades, social services. Um, but as I sit here, um, I'm hoping to go into end of life care. Awesome. Baz faces true all stars. You mentioned that you have two children. They're yeah. both, uh, so one's at school, one's... Preschool. Yeah, preschool. Um, and now you, you you yourself have your own studies. How yeah. are you jump? You have a husband? I do. Yeah. You, you sure? Yes. Yeah, it's okay. last time I checked. Yeah, okay. He's not um, left me yet. Okay, yet. <laughs> <laughs> We had a photo taken at the weekend and I said, come on then, you know the drill, pretend you love me, get wow. close. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like, and I love your husband, but I feel like if he left you, he would probably still come back and go, can you just do this? <laughs> yeah, he probably just, would, to be listen, fair. Listen, I'm going on a date. I was wondering if... <laughs> <laughs> can you iron my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Love you, Kayla's husband. Um, so, yeah, so you're uh, a mother of two kids who are at school. You're studying. What is that like? Uh, because you're you're kind of, I'm going to say you're both 50-50 with the kids. Just blink once if you need help. <laughs> um, well, you, my husband leaves quite early for, yeah. um, for work. So the mornings are, are I'm not, used to be all me before mm. I had a moment. Um, but no, he, um, we're, a, we're a team. Yeah. So, um, and we, we, we at least discuss it. He might not be able to help physically sometimes, mm. um, but we're, we're always on the same page. And for that, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Um, and if it wasn't for him, encouraging me to do what I did because I'm very um very need to know money's coming in the bills are going to get paid and this that and the other so that's what was keeping me in my job and we'd got into a very comfortable routine with that mm. um and he was like well just hand your notice in I was like what so I quickly went home and typed it before he changed his mind and then um but yeah and it's and that routine has changed a little bit in that I have to rely on other people like parents and, and childcare until COVID took that away. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's, it's made me realize that everybody wants to see me succeed, which I'm really grateful for. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and even the school mums. I've got a good network of school mums that I never thought I'd have. Um, because, you know, my, my <laughs> this is an in-joke now, but my actual friends that I've grown up with and, and have seen me and my husband start from the very beginning. Um, it's very difficult to beat that sort of friend. Um, so to get that as well with school mums and the new people that I meet mm. is, is actually quite special. It helps, helps me a lot. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you mentioned that uh, a lot of people want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've known, uh, I'm trying to think how long I've known you. So I've known you for, 16 years and the thing i've gathered from you is you're very well liked do you think yes oh see that's my thing to the point where i remember we used to talk a lot because back in the day everybody used to email each other at work yeah yeah and i remember thinking how the hell did i get here like i don't remember (laughs) making friends with this person no, see, that's my thing. And not that I need to be liked. I don't strive for that. But, um, like, I was bullied at school, and that never leaves you. And while it was never it was never physical, and it was only for a short period of time, and, and it was nowhere near as bad as some kids have it, that stays with me. And... And it's like, and, like, if I haven't heard from somebody for a while, I'll still... I'll sit here and say to my husband, do you think I've upset them? What have I done? And they're like, and it's like, no, they're probably just busy. And they are. And but they're sat at home saying exactly the same thing about me because I haven't texted them either. Mm. So, and to the point where now where we go to parents' evening, my husband asks if my daughter's been well behaved, and I ask if she's got friends. Oh god. <laughs> like, she... about the schoolwork. <laughs> is she a butterfly or is she still? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, what, what, okay. what, so, I mean, okay, being bullied at school, uh, you, you overcame that or did the, the bullying just stop? It just stopped. Okay. Just did you stopped. grow bigger than everybody or did you learn? <laughs> no, karate? I don't know what it was. Um, it was a, it was a village school. There wasn't a lot of people there. Mm. And, um, you being black, you, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just, I, so the girl that started it had a older brother. So thought that she could command the respect that she thought she had, um, through, through them really so were you a challenge to that or was it just she was just picking on random people well there was only three girls in my year her being one of them and so three is always a horrible number um and i don't know i think she's actually grown up to not be a very nice person so i think she just saw what i was going home to what i had I yeah. would talk to everybody. I didn't. I didn't know what bullying was until that point. Do you know mm. what I mean? Because there was, it was a, like I said, it was a village school where everybody knew everybody, and they were outsiders coming in. Um, so victim of her. You were a victim of her own insecurities. I think so. As okay. an adult, that's what I've drawn from that. Yeah, okay. very much so. What and even my mum, she yeah. she said. Um, she asked her, and I didn't know this at the time. I only knew this a couple of weeks ago, actually. My mum said, I questioned her why she was doing it. She said, because we took her in as, we took her in. Mm. We took her places and we, we included her. And I saw her and she, I said, why are you doing this? And she couldn't answer her. So, I've, uh, yeah, I don't miss her. Okay. Let's hope she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> See what you did. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, if you are listening, just before the bell goes for lock-up time, just reflect <laughs> on what you've done. <laughs> Maybe come out of prison a better person. Um, so what is it that you had? You said um, you uh, the stuff that you went back to. So your home life was quite... I've always what? had a stable home life. Yeah. 
always. Um, Were you guys affluent or working? No, 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 no. Working class. Mum mm. and dad always, always worked. Um, my dad had been in the army. My mum and my mum is um, Northamptonshire, born and bred as well. Um, yeah, and they've always worked. And I've I had my first paper round at twelve. Wow. So, yeah, we've always we've all, but it's we've always been together. We've always been a team. We've always had dinner around the table every single night. Yeah. Um, and we've always been there for each other. Sometimes we haven't been there for each other because yeah. they've just got on our nerves. Mm. We're not a perfect, I don't want to paint a, we're not a perfect picture. We're not a perfect family at all, but we've always had that unit. We've had that. My house was my sanctuary. Okay. In this day and age, would you send your daughter at 12 years old out on a paper round? Absolutely not. Why is that? Because it's a different world. Is it a it different is, world? Because it was well, the same world back then. It's just it wasn't. I don't know, but I was. We were probably <laughs> sheltered from it a bit more. I think it's the whole social media thing, isn't it? It's anxiety so, as well. Yeah. Social media is yeah. very is uh, used correctly. It's very good. I I like it. I've got a big family. I've got a wide wide circle of friends. It keeps me in, in touch with everybody. Um, but also, you're never away from it. Yeah. So. Um, you hear more of the bad stuff because it's, it's everywhere you look. News hits you fast now. Yeah. 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 That's it. And it, and it's things and it's with illnesses and stuff like that. It's not that they never existed. It's just that like years ago, people just got poorly and they died. Whereas now things have got a name for it. Mm. So the world's, the world's moving and for each generation it's slightly different than we know a bit more than the generation before and whether that's good or bad i don't know okay how long did you do your paper round for well forever well it was a sunday it was a sunday morning paper round yeah so that's when i yeah then then we moved and then remember the free papers that used to go round did you get them? Um, so I, we I had up, a local free in paper. London. <laughs> they have free papers. <laughs> basically, so we had yeah, a free in paper. tube stations. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a free paper that had was just adverts. Yeah, yeah, and for local businesses and stuff like that. And then you had the leaflets as well, so you could have like. 10 or 12 different leaflets think dominoes leaflets yeah and we had to collate them and put them all in and then put them into each paper and then go and deliver that so that was when we moved so that was even bigger Mm. and then my brother had it and he didn't like doing it and dad found them dumped in one of the public bins so again we did it as a family then i did a bit my brother did a bit my dad did a bit um and then by that time so I probably finished that when I was about 13, had a couple of years of just being a teenager. And then a sabbatical. Yeah, sabbatical. <laughs> I like that. And then, okay. yeah, and then I got my Saturday job. Okay, what was your Saturday job? Um, I worked in boots. Okay. And I, and I started... What else on... did you wear? <laughs> <laughs> Not a very nice uniform. Maybe very, <laughs> I felt very old wearing that and frumpy. Now, was yeah, this... Okay. Um... It was this sort of cashier or? Yeah. So I started as a cashier down on the makeup counter. And then I quickly learned that makeup wasn't my thing. I'm not a girly girl. And they moved me onto the photo counter. So I developed the photos. Awesome. Back in the day. That was amazing. I loved that job. Mm. I'm trying to, because obviously we're doing this by Zoom. Yeah. Now, there's a look on your face which suggests there are more stories to working on the photo booth. <laughs> yeah. What did you see? Oh, I saw lots of things, weird and wonderful things. And the girls' holidays were always worse than the boys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that was back in the day when you didn't have digital cameras, so you didn't know what was on there. What year was that? I was 16, so... 
I can't do the maths. Yeah, me neither. You get to a point where it's like... 99. 99. Wow. You're literally pre... So I remember seeing my first digital camera in 2002, and I was like, what did you just do? What, you took a picture and I can see it already? Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a Polaroid? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I say to my kids, I didn't have a mobile phone, they're mm. like, what? And yeah. that's without them thinking that it's a smartphone, because they didn't exist. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's uh, kids these days. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do before iPads? We talked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We emailed. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, see, when you left your job, I was like, my first, this, God's on the street, I went, who am I going to email? Sorry, I should have run that by you first. Well, you did. And I was like, okay, I'm happy, but kind of breaking up the gang here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you worked in bit. So where, where's your money going? Are you, is this just like your parents said, if you want pocket money, you must work for it? Or is this, I need to do something as opposed to watch TV and read magazines? Can't remember, actually. I think it was just that's the expectation. Nothing else to do in Northampton. I think, and also <laughs> my my parents worked for everything, mm. and it was they did. And as as you get older, you want more expensive presents, don't you? And rather than just go, oh, okay, there you go, um, it was right. Well, you get half. You mm-hmm. save up half, and we'll give you the other half. And actually. Um, it taught us to look after it even more. So, so a sense of sort of incentives, goals. Yeah, but without um, without saying you've got to go to work. Hmm. It was if you want it, you've got to work for it. Okay. So, okay, you uh, did your GCSEs, did your A levels, did you go yeah. to sixth form college or college? Um, it was sixth form within my school. Okay, so was so it that was just a natural progression? Because at that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay, so was that um, like when I get went to school? It was you wore uniform up until year twelve. No, year oh, crikey, eleven. <laughs> so long ago, year eleven, and um, then you basically went to school in your civvies. Was it like that for you or did you have to continue? No, we oh. still had a, we had a different uniform, but it was still a uniform. Oh. Yeah. Now I just feel bad for you. Well, I went to a good <laughs> Christian school, you know. I'm a good... <laughs> so we had morals. Yeah, Kayla, and... you're not a good Christian girl, please. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it, that was just... it. But it was a progression. I didn't... I thought I wanted to be an OT then, an occupational therapist then. But then I got a boyfriend who was a bit older than me and mm. he was... Um, not in my school and he worked and he had money and and I thought you know first love you think it's love and we're going to be together forever and actually turned out to be a bit of a not very nice word and then um you can say the word by that time it was um not too late but at that time my friends had already gone to uni so I probably did think that it was too late okay so that was that was kind of your sixth form experience um were you working yes then what were you working yeah. as yeah I still I kept my Saturday job okay so, okay. yeah kept my Saturday job and every school holidays I'd work full-time mm-hmm. and I even my auntie worked um at the same store so um if they asked me to work a full day I'd always negotiate a five o'clock finish so I could get a lift home and didn't have to pay for the bus see that's negotiation shrewdness well it was a lot 92p return was a lot yeah also little boots possibly weren't paying you a lot Mm, maybe no i did when i was um my sixth form i was a sports instructor for kids um so just done a lot for for the time and for the stature a lot of money um Mm. And um, we, it was always the first couple of weeks before your paycheck landed. 
and I would literally just walk home every day. It was like a three mile journey. Um, so I'd get a lift in possibly sometimes with my dad because he was a manager there. And then I would walk home, mm. um, which three miles is nothing. But when you've constantly either taken the tube or, or um, been driven around, it was just like, I got really fit that summer. And then the <laughs> paychecks landed and it was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll, I'll take the bus. So I get it. 92p is a lot of money when it's not broken off when yeah. it's broken off from not a lot of money. So, yeah. no, it's, it's true. Well, I still say that now. 50p is a lot if you ain't got it. Yeah, you need to stop being so cheap. You can <laughs> let that go now. Although you're now a student, so maybe. <laughs> you to, I'm sending you a case of pot noodles as payment for this, by the way. <laughs> Tins of beans and chicken bread. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the only flavour. Baz Faces. True All-Stars. You could have gone to university then, and you didn't? Yeah, I didn't want to go. I did, I can't remember why. Probably a lot to do with a boyfriend, but I, I couldn't... I was never academic at school, uh-huh. and I was and I was doing subjects that I wasn't really interested in. Uh-huh. Um, one in particular, I'd get my best friend to write my essays for me, the lesson before they were due in and that's how I passed that's fraud um, by the way I know but <laughs> I was just like it just didn't interest me and the one that like I did health and social care at school and that did interest me but that wasn't exams so the thought of going to uni scared me a little bit because I didn't want to do something and fail at it and at the same time I wanted to enjoy the experience and I wouldn't and then I um yes yeah, so I just got a job I say I just got a job I say that really flippantly I still had to search the paper and do the interviews and all of that yeah I was quite fortunate that I got into went to Weetabix straight after school yeah went to work there and um at the time were people, you quality control or no it went into the sales office <laughs> and then that, I missed that one yeah and then um but at the time, everyone was saying, oh, wow, who do you know that got to get you in there? Mm. I was like, no one. Don't know anybody, thank you. I've got to have my own back. Which, because it was unheard of, because people had been there longer than I'd been alive. So it's, 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 quite, a, it's quite an institution in that area. Um, and uh, I guess you have to be someone or have something about you. Which you do, which I've been trying to tell you this for years. And you go, no. And it's like, well, actually, what we've uncovered is that you've had a goal-driven, incentivized youth. Uh, You've worked for everything that you've uh, ever had or or owned. And um, you have a a very strong sense of what you do and don't want to do. But then that's, that's just my normal that's not everybody's normal, though. Well, maybe so. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so, but it is mine. And so you don't, it's not, wow, it's amazing, because that's my normal. That's, I've not known anything else. Let's draw a comparison. When I knew you uh, and the group of people that I knew, that you knew, there were people yeah. in that group who were out in clothes that their parents had ironed. Yeah. Now, how did that, if you, if you knew that, how did that, what was your sort of thought process on that? Was it kind of? Yeah, I, I have to be careful because I'm married to one now. He, he's Italian. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't. You know, I also did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and do you know what? There's nothing wrong if you live in a house where your parents are. Yeah, it's it's just different. They're just different. Um, you're brought up in a different way, and my my mum on paper, mm. you would have never put my mum and dad together. Uh-huh. If you wrote down what my dad was like and wrote down what my mum was like, you wouldn't have matched them. But yet it worked, and. Um, but my dad has my 
my dad went into the army at 15 uh-huh. um, and he always said that if he hadn't have gone into the army, he would have ended up in prison. And it was just, and he always used to say, well, if we brought you up eating dog food, that'd be normal. Yeah. But it's only because we haven't that it's not. And that's the same for everybody. What they go home to is their normal. And you can't say it's wrong or it's right. Mm. But when you grow up and get married and, and have your own family, you've got to find somewhere in the middle that is a bit of that person and a bit of you. So it's, I never had, I never made that comparison myself with any of my friends because mm. actually we got on, we had a laugh and, and that was it. Okay. Although we did get them all drunk to be my friend. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's possibly why I can't remember ever being, starting to be friends with you. <laughs> Remind me why. Although I kind of remember you, dr- I don't think you've ever drank. Baz Faces, true all-stars. We're going to take a leap. So okay. uh, you're in your early 20s. Yeah. And you decided to go to Australia. Yeah. Now this was something I did. I went on a working holiday. You went on a working holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, we won't go into too much details, but there was a okay. point on the holiday that you got a little ill, didn't you? I did, yeah. What was that? Can you say? Is it disgusting? If it's gross, don't it say is it. disgusting, but I can say it's fine. Yeah. So I was, um, I'd, I'd been, I came back from New Zealand, spent Christmas with my friend from school. Mm. Um, and I came back and I was the first time I was on my own and I, um, I got this hostel and it was riddled with bed bugs. Yeah. But by that time, I was so, um, tired. I didn't even notice them. In hindsight, that was really silly. But anyway, um, I, yeah, and I not, was not only bitten by bed bugs, I had an allergic reaction. Oh, wow. And so I had, when, and I learned this after, when you're bitten by a bed bug, you have three pockets of three bites at a time. Uh-huh. So I would wake up and there'd be two or three. And then by the end of the day, there'd be 10. And I was literally covered. Um, and I worked in the equivalent of Greg, our Greg's. Uh-huh. And I was serving somebody and she grabbed my arm and she went, oh my God, what have you done to your arm? And so the whole shop just looked at me and I was like, <laughs> oh, that makes me feel really good. Thanks. Thanks for that. And, <laughs> um, and so I rang mum very upset and she said, just ring your dad because I can't, mum was a mum and panicked mm-hmm. and would have got upset at the same time. So she signposted me to my dad who calmed me down and at the same time um, my friend um, from who is Australian she lived in Melbourne and she was ringing me at the same time so I said dad I'm gonna go I'm gonna get this call Um, I'll ring you later and let you know what I've decided and he was like yeah that's fine so um, and she rang me and she said "Um, I've been looking and there's a flight to Melbourne tonight it's yours if you want it and I was like, but I've got no money and I don't get paid until next week and all this, all the traveling problems yeah, yeah. that you have. And um, she went, it's yours if you want it. Okay. It, it was like that friend's moment where it's sense the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so she booked it for me there and then. Yeah. And, um, and so I went back to Melbourne and, I'd, and I, in hindsight, if that hadn't have happened, I probably would have come home. So, yeah, so I got to the airport and the flight attendant noticed. So she gave, because it was a night flight, she gave me, you know, the rows of four seats. Yeah. So she gave me a whole row to myself. Yeah, because so, who would have wanted to have sat next to you anyway? Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. But I was just so uncomfortable yeah. and I had to wear like leggings to stop me itching my, yeah. um, itching my legs and stuff. And then when I got off the plane, my friend was there to meet me and um, she actually apologized. And she said, I never in a million years imagined it would look like that. Mm. She said, when you said bites, I just thought you might've been overreacting a little bit, but I'm really sorry. 
and she took me straight to the doctors and I was put on a course of steroids. Oh, crikey. Yeah. I do things properly. Yeah. And that's, that's quite scary. And, and Australia is one of those things. I don't know if you had this. And I had this a couple of times where you get to a weekend and you go, I just want to pop home. I want to yeah. pop home and come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously that's like thousands of pounds. <laughs> I used to ring my friends on a drunken night out yeah. and they'd be at work yeah. and they'd always answer the phone. And I was yeah. like, why did you do that? Why? <laughs> and they'd like, stop ringing me when you're drunk. And I'm like, well, stop answering. <laughs> I never got that call. Um, no sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I only had your email address. Yeah, I, I should have... <laughs> Think back to a conversation we had, and I said I'd give people my email address. Yeah. That's see? why you didn't have my number. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolboy error on my part. Bass Faces, true all-stars. So you came back from Australia, mm-hmm. and um, by this time, you're kind of like the foundation of the relationship with your husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'd had that talk while I was in Australia and basically yeah. it was a wait for you situation. Yeah. Uh, his last girlfriend was in prison, so he he was used to that. <laughs> yeah. Like he's oh. very patient. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, I'll wait for you. And then she <laughs> committed a crime whilst and then got a sent maybe it's that bully. Maybe. Yeah. And oh, she just oh, kept getting not. her time. Yeah, no. Anyway, let's not let's not <laughs> let's not sour. <laughs> <laughs> your achievements the foundations um were built from australia um you became a unit but we've been friends a long time by this point I'm, yeah. i've met him when i was 19 because and it was always the small town everybody is friends with everybody there's no escape everybody knows your name there you go <laughs> that's not a bad tone actually i see yeah well i um yeah, so, but with it, I realised that um, new people were, and by people I mean boys, were always warned, don't go near her, she's G's. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I was, really. Okay, so of the boys that would have been warned, yeah, would... Did any of them have a chance? Like, I feel like that would have been like a, not like an insecurity, but that's like, I, I think, guys, this is the one. Don't... Maybe, but it was never, it was never my husband that said it. Oh, was it, it not? Was all, no, it was never my husband that said it. It was everybody else. But that would have been reactive from, because cause your husband is also a person, he, he's very much, of a group of lads, he's probably the centre. So he ha- he has a dominating aura, but I don't think he realises this. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, he's he's got a, sorry a, a presence. He's got a great. Pre- I remember when I when I started my DJ residency, he was literally the first dude I noticed. Really? Because he it was just like he's you know strikingly good looking. Um, he had a lot of hair, <laughs> but it was very <laughs> but it was very like. He had he had his own style as well. Um, yeah. He, again, he knows what he likes and what he doesn't like. Yeah, and you know he's he's um you know he's got that kind of gruff voice and he's he you know he looks intimidating but he's a gentle giant but you know that you wouldn't push him too far. Yeah. Um, but he also wears his heart on his sleeve. So I'd imagine if he's talking about you, he probably would have said, "Do you Maybe. know what? That's the one." So everybody, all the henchmen <laughs> have gone like, listen, hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I was very vocal. I remember seeing him in town with my school friends um, and he'd come in and I'd be like, oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. Oh, hi. <laughs> Play cool. And then he'd walk away and I'd go, oh, I love him. And they'd go, I know. Do something about it then. Yeah. And instead of doing something about it, I went to Australia instead. Idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> he proposed? A year down the line. Yeah. After I asked him to ask me out. So I came <laughs> home from Australia. Yeah. 
in the August. Then we start. So then it was uh, bearing in mind we'd had this conversation in in Australia, and um, so I'd waited about two, three weeks. Yeah. And um, he would always take me home or get his brother to take me home mm-hmm. on after a night out, and I'd be like, "So, are you going to ask me out or what?" Because I'm sick of waiting. So then he did. <laughs> and then a year down the line. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which is amazing. And and I think as well, I think um I, I remember saying this to you. People do say that you are your husband's girl, but people would say the opposite. Like your husband is your man. man. Yeah, exactly. And uh like the visual of you two. Uh, you know, it kind of made sense. It was just like, actually, if you put these two together, wow, you know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Baz Faces, true all-stars. On your wedding day... Yeah? Your dad walks you down the aisle. You're going to make me cry. Yeah, he did. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> but I'm going to blame it on my eye drops. Um, just talk me through that. Um, if you don't want to, you don't have to. No, it's fine. Um, so, um, dad had been diagnosed with, um, motor neurons disease the year before. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was almost like my wedding was keeping him going. Um, for those that don't know, motor neurons disease is when your muscles waste away um, and um, so you stop mobility and eventually it um, affects your organs, your organs um, stop working. So um, he and he was very determined, he's, he's always been determined and he, he went and went and went and um, he he didn't walk me down the whole way but he my brother walked me halfway my dad walked me down the final half and um yeah there wasn't a dry eye in the house and that, that was wasn't expected for him to do that was it um was it? i think i think dad was determined to walk his daughter down the aisle yeah so from that aspect it was always going to happen however whatever way um but it obviously made him emotional which made everybody else emotional so i don't think there was a dry eye in the house actually i watched that and i i literally i had to but I watched the video on YouTube, sorry, because I wasn't able to attend your video, uh, your video, your wedding. <laughs> See, I told you, you get me going. Um, <laughs> I wasn't able to attend your wedding. Um, and um, I remember watching that and I paused and I was just like, crikey. Yeah, it was it was special. It was the last time we walked and it was the last time we stood. And um, we actually watched my wedding video this year with our daughter mm. at her request. I didn't sit, I didn't force it upon her. <laughs> and, um, and, um, I, I was reminded of his speech and uh, dad said in his speech that, um, my husband was everything he saw good in a person. Mm. He was honest, loyal, and, um, he knew that he could rest knowing that I'd be fine. That's awesome. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And 100% true. Yeah. As a testament and as a character reference as well. Like nobody would argue with that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, me and my husband have a really odd dynamic. We're not, although you've said everything you, you've said, and, and we're not a lovey-dovey couple mm. and we're, we're very... Um, no, Kayla. You're not lovey dovey. <laughs> and yeah, but he is. <laughs> You're not. But we've not. But we'll <laughs> we'll take the mick out of each other and it we're not we're not like Disney Princess Happy Ever After. Hmm. 
um, that people think marriage is and making finding the one is it's just it's just t- yeah taking the mick and we bicker and with this and with that and act- but actually d- despite all of that we I've, I've got no doubt that we'll make it of course i mean this has been how long let's not do maths <laughs> we're very bad at it um but yeah and it, it's you know that that's that it's it's rock solid yeah yeah absolutely um and you know the amount of times you referred to g as your rock um you know it is very laid back by nature you're yeah. very sort of not laid back by nature well, not, not, not so much confrontational but but you're, you're a little bit more urgent um yeah. but i feel like you need his laid back like he needs your 100%. urgency which yeah. is where the dovetail is which is which is a beautiful beautiful thing Baz faces true all-stars dad he was a, a great man i met him a couple of times i think yeah um so when did he pass um january the 29th 2013 okay so it's seven years ago yeah seven and a half years ago since then yeah what other challenges have you faced um my brother's wedding was hard Mm. that was hard um my children not having a granddad Mm -hmm. here yeah of course they've got granddad but here um yeah just the family things really there's um there's definitely someone missing Okay. So now we get to your challenges. Yeah. What challenges have you faced in the last few years? Um, being a working mum um, and then becoming quite poorly, quite quickly, unexpectedly. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to gloss over this because there, <laughs> there is a real extended animation interview I did with Kayla which is on my Vimeo, um, which goes into it. But, um, and, you know, I'm not disrespecting it. I'm not trying to gloss over it. I'm not trying to not give yeah. it its due. But it also sort of goes into why you were doing your fundraising. Just in a, in a few sentences, tell us what happened. Um, so I was um, unexpectedly diagnosed with ovarian cancer at the age of 34 with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So yeah, it's a bit of a shock to the system. Um, And as my um, husband rang my mum to come and watch the girls while I was taken to hospital, even my mum said, I hope she's not overreacting. Wow. Because that's a, with, with illnesses, we are all, well, carry on and see how you go, carry mm. on and see how you go. And I was like, yeah, I can't move. This really hurts. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was a bolt out of the blue. Was there a point where you thought, okay, I'm not sure if I'm coming back from this? No, there wasn't. There was a point where I didn't know if it had spread or not. Yeah. And I think that would have been the next step if it had have spread. Um, But I was very fortunate in that it was contained. Although it was complex and quite serious, it was contained, which meant the staging was remained low. So that was good. But I had, I'd had it removed and then was diagnosed so it was almost like I had to go backwards before I could go forwards. Yeah. So because they sort of said, um, it was cancer, but it's not there anymore. All in the same appointment. And I was like, hang on a minute, I need to go back to to process the fact that it was cancer before I can allow myself to go, okay, so what next? Mm. Um and I didn't know if I needed chemo and I was saying things like, um, well, if I'm going to lose my hair, I'm going to go to the barbers and get it all shaved off because I don't want the girls seeing that, that fall out. And, and things Which like is that. 
To be honest, a strange um, decision. Bearing in mind you're quite frugal with your money, you could have just let the chemo do it. But you know, <laughs> instead of going to a barber's and going, okay, shave my hair, and they would have charged you <laughs> like seven pound fifty to do. But I needed at that time. I needed other people to do these things. Like mm. it wouldn't if I. I still get, even from um, Macmillan nurses, when I tell them, they go, really? Hmm. And I needed other people to to do these things for me rather than me doing it to myself because I, I didn't want to, I didn't want other people to think that I was overreacting. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, to rationalise or to try and rationalise your thought process during that time is crazy. Mm. Um, I think you can kind of, you kind of, maybe I had a bit of a thought here, I had a bit of a thought there. But um, I, I think one thing is true, you're determined. But I had no choice to be, other than to be determined, because I had two children. Yeah. I and I, I think children. that, Yeah. And I think that was my driving force massively Mm. because a lot of the time um, you wouldn't have even known. Like Mm. after my, I had two operations and after the first one, I was on holiday 10 days later. Yeah. Because I wanted to give my children memories because I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm acutely aware now that, we might not be here tomorrow. And I don't mean that in a morbid way. I don't mean that in a, oh, everything bad is going to happen. I just mean that in go and live your life. You realise your own mortality. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. No, I'm not. Crikey, I'm living that now. (laughs) (laughs) For the amount of things that are wrong with me, I'm like, wow. Like, uh, for instance, what day are we on? Wednesday. On Sunday, I couldn't see out of my left eye. Today, Mm. I can. Yeah. Um. And it's just like, what, why, why am I getting bogged down with silly stuff? Uh, you know what I mean? Um, so you beat it. Yeah, I did. But you want to continue beating it. How are you yeah. doing that? So I am um, having to take lots of medication, which I don't doesn't sit well with me because I never used to even take paracetamol for a headache. Um, let's compare how many how many. <laughs> <laughs> let's. I've never been able to do a medicine off with somebody before. How no, many? Yeah, you're going to win that one. Well, no, you're going to win I, that one. It's not. It's not so much I want to win. I just want more sympathy um (laughs) (laughs) how how many doses of medication do you have to take a day so i take two three four five six tablets a day okay and i it used to be seven but i came off that one because it made me fat (laughs) are you still on them now (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) nobody won't go (laughs) So, um, and when I say you're still trying to beat it, you're trying to beat it for other people as well. So how are you doing? Um, So um, this year, I've always done a bit of fundraising. I've done fundraising um, for MND a lot because obviously I was um, affected by that indirectly. Um, But yeah, so this year I walked, no, I chose to walk, but I had, I, the challenge was to do a hundred kilometers in 10 days uh-huh. and I could do that however I wanted. So, um, run, swim, walk, cycle, Drive. a lot. Yeah. Um, so I walked it. How far did you get? I did it all. I did it all. I, <laughs> I, was yeah. like, well, I said, right. A hundred. And I ended up in like Edinburgh. So, uh, <laughs> And then no, I, I asked for a lift back. <laughs> it was over 10 days, so I could stagger it. Yeah. But I um no, I would just walk around. I just did um an eight kilometer walk from my house mm. um around the local area and back again. Um but then obviously that was in addition to my daily 
what I do anyway. Right. So you did, I think, two walks, didn't you? You did two kind of um, events where you said, well, I'm doing this, sponsor me. And, yeah. and you did it. That I saw from the donation pages, you had a target and they were smashed both times, weren't they? Yeah, So they were. kudos for that. Um, unfortunately, uh, so this year you decided to do um, a charity event for motor neurone disease. Yeah. But COVID. COVID. Yeah. COVID so that wiped that out. But hold on to it, do it next year. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the plan. We're doing. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to do it in April. Whether it comes off or not, I'm keeping an open mind because it's obviously a big crowd. Might not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, a very lucky. Very the, the people that had bought tickets, we offered refunds, and they said no, keep it. Um, okay. So yeah, we've got very generous people in our lives. currently we're in this weird situation where we've had lockdown there's threats of lockdown there's uh, parameters put in place uh yeah there are some people who say uh, it's just something that's made up i know yeah but it's like but what about the people who died from it yeah you have a friend who unfortunately passed away from it but also had motor neurone disease yeah yeah and what was that he, like to, to, I mean, you know, obviously his, his family would have felt the full impact on that. But as somebody who, I mean, that would have resonated with you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And every time, I, when my dad was diagnosed with MND, I only knew one other person who had had it. Mm. And now I need both hands to count how many people in my life that have had motor neurons disease, not friends of friends, actual people in my life. Mm. So my dad, my father-in-law's friend, my mum's friend, my other mum's friend, my my mum's other friend, not my other mum, I don't have two mums. And and every time I hear so-and-so has been diagnosed my heart just drops Mm. because it's just horrendous like the disease is awful they have to and not only do they have to fight the disease they have to fight for a quality of life because the system that looks after them doesn't get it Mm. and everything is a battle and these people don't have time for battles they they're on a time scale. Some people it's really quick. Sometimes it's really long, but this they're on a time scale and, and the system fails them. And, um, the family of my friend who we lost, my friend never left the house Yeah, and he still got it. And so it's just, it's just cruel. It's just horrible. And it's, I was 29 when I lost my dad and it was horrific. Mm-hmm. So for young children to go through that is is even worse if that is possible because that I my dad walked me down the aisle I've got that they're never going to have it. Yeah. And that's and that really that sticks with me. And I think that with my with me being poorly and, and my cancer, it's the children that that kept me going. Absolutely. Because it's it's those that it'll it's they'll it'll affect them the most. Nobody if you don't have kids, you will never really understand what you will go through for your kids. Oh yeah. No, and um, you don't. You don't. I was very. And it's not something you and it, it and you know a real parent will just do. It's just. I remember um, the first time I walked um, when we when Zach was born. Um, I walked him out of the hospital in his car seat for the first time, and there was some very very dodgy looking people smoking by the entrance. Um, and I'm not somebody who looks for trouble, but mm-hmm. I, 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 with baby in hand, I said, "Oi, 
you guys, can you clear the entrance now? I'm bringing a baby through. And I, I did it in a way where like, move now. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Kayla moment. Right? I was like, listen, this food is not good enough. Uh, <laughs> no. And it, 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 there's, there's this, I don't know, it's this instinct where you go, no. Um, and, and, you know, sort of working through lockdown and, and kind of having to say, you don't understand, my kid needs my attention. He's not yeah. at school. He doesn't have, you know. Um, and then, and it's little things like you, you do these things because when they're older, you still want to be there as, as, as guidance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, had, um, I had a situation last week with my eldest and... Um, again the system had let her down for something and so I was fighting the fighting the course and I'm the type of person that cries when they're angry so I have to get that out of my system and then come back the next day mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't able to do that I had to do it there and then so I got upset and the person I was talking to said well try not to get upset try not to get upset in front of her and I was like Actually, she needs to see that I'm upset for yeah. her because she needs to know that I'm going to fight her corner. Absolutely. And so, yes, it's not ideal. However, I'm her voice. I also feel a little bit sorry for that person. You. <laughs> well, let's just say it was glad it was over the phone. Yeah. And not face to face. And you, you said by your own admission, you don't like talking on the phone. So that's it. Know, that's like, phone. Wow. Yeah, That's don't like do phones. Your Kayla rage. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got so I got other people to book up book my wedding dress fittings, and yeah. I've never ordered a takeaway. So only if it's online do I order takeaways. Delegation as well, yeah. part of your skill set. <laughs> um, so as I'm doing these, because my other podcast series it's people who have worked in the industry uh, entertainment industry so they kind of okay. get it uh when i was doing this people have said i don't understand why you want to interview me do you understand no, no. like I, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> right <laughs> listen back when i put this up yeah <laughs> right understand how and i think if something comes up to you it all comes at you and says, uh, Kayla, you're amazing. Uh, you're this, you're a superwoman. Um, you know, we toyed with the title of this as being, um, you know, the unstoppable force. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't really see myself as that. You, you are formidable. Thanks. You are grounded in the most sort of tenacious, uh, high achieving but also sort of sensible way about how you do things. Do you see that? Do you feel that? No, not really. Do you understand why you command so much respect around you see as your friends? They they are people who, they are strong, but they're not Kayla strong. Mm. And it's like the stuff that you've gone through and the, you know, th- these aren't, uh, well, do you know what? My dad bought me a pony. We were out <laughs> and the pony got out of control. And I didn't know whether I was going to live or die. It's not that. It's like, you know what? I saved up and I went for Australia and I got ill. Then I had to work out how I was going to get from point A to point B. Mm. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? This happened. And now that this has happened, rather than sit here and, and feel sorry for myself, I am going to try and make it better for other people. Do you understand that that is you? yeah yeah I do but I don't I don't do it for gratification I don't do it because I think people are going to like me better I do it mm-hmm. because I want to do it you're not a limelight seeker no don't get me wrong I do I do count down, I've been known to count down from up to my birthday for a good two months ahead because I like the attention yeah. but no in in serious things then I do enjoy like now especially as a parent I enjoy giving as much as receiving and it's even more than receiving and it's I don't want another family to go through what I've been through I don't want 
another person to be diagnosed and with something that they haven't got a cure for. I was fortunate enough that there were things that could be done. Hmm. Other people aren't so fortunate. And actually, we need to educate people about those things. And it's not always the case. Kayla, thank you so much for giving me your time on this podcast. You're it's welcome. been an absolute honour listening to your life, listening Thanks. to your thoughts and, and getting to, and even now getting to know you a little bit better. So thank you. And I wish you all the very best in luck or, or of luck or in luck. Hang on. <laughs> Let's do that again. And I wish you see now it seems insincere, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all the best of luck for your studies. Thank you. Um, I know you'll get there. And um, yeah, just keep on trucking, dude. I will. Thank you very much. Thank you. Baz Faces, true all-stars. <laughs> <laughs>